0: Hey friends, it's good to see you again. I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. Let's Let's start start the
1: the show. show. This will come out on Tuesday. And I'm only saying that because we're talking about uh, today we are putting out a bonus episode.
0: Yep. We got two, well, one bonus episode.
1: Yeah, that, there'll be a side A and a side B. Yeah, I got two parts. Maybe like able. the cassette. You yeah. won't have to pull out the cassette, though.
0: It'd be cooler if you did.
1: And so this is coming out after that. Okay. So, so what do you want to say about what some people may have listened, listened to?
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed the bonus material. Um, it was, uh, oh, so it was an experiment. I was using um, a Zoom h 6 Handycam, so um, the predecessor to that new fangled one with the eight inputs for any of you guys um, following along for podcasting information. And I thought that it was okay. We just strapped it. You know, it wasn't even pointed at us. It was pointed at the windshield. um, And I just used one little filter on it called the Bruss Free filter, which can take out the unwanted background noise with just a click of a button. Mm -hmm. And, um, I thought, I I hope everyone agrees that after you took it, took a listen to that, that it was listenable. You know, it was kind of sounds like we're on a, on a drive in a truck, Uh, a little bit, a little bit of background noise, but, um, I thought it was worth a shot.
1: Right. And, you know, our normal uploads are Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's what we've told everyone. And so to just to have something that comes out on a Saturday, like you don't have to listen, you know, if you listen to the whole thing, thank you. We talked about, uh, the large portion of it was talking about Indian reservations. Yeah, I mean... Which was a surprising conversation, but we were driving through one, so it's kind of naturally what we talked about.
0: Yep, and so, yeah, and I just happened to... I mean, we both, I mean, being from Montana, we both have our experiences, um, different projects, maybe. Mm-hmm. It was weird, so I did... Um, I had a little bit of background knowledge on it, a tiny bit. is because I, a few years ago, did... Um, I went to go see the DVOP, D-V-O-P, Disabled Veterans, and then two other letters that stand for something, I don't know, Um, the (laughs) the Disabled uh, Veterans Representative at uh, Job Services here in Great Falls. Um, He's a new guy over there, I haven't met him, but um, so the last guy... Um, you go in there and you're like, hey, I'm a disabled vet. And his job is to like kind of sit you down and uh, maybe do those personality tests with you and interest tests and all that kind of stuff. And um, if you qualify he, uh, for anything, he kind of hopefully will find out about it, whether it be through the city, state, federal. Um, and on my visit, w- uh, we, we saw that I was um, eligible for voc rehab. So that meant that um, even though I had already used my GI Bill, they were going to send me back to college mm. and get another bachelor's degree. And at that time, I think I was I had chosen because you know at first it seemed like a really really good idea. I thought I could go back to school and get like a music degree, and I thought that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't work like that. They they're like no no if we're going to pay for something, we need to like almost guarantee that you are going to get a regular, measurable. Old, you know, nine to five style job after you're done. So, you can be a nurse. You can go into marketing if you want. Um, and the one I chose was um, cybersecurity. Um, but before that, so so you t- I just was taking a few classes to get back into the swing of things. And one of them was Native American um, history or Native Am- cur- current Native American topics or something like that. Right. And it was just a really you know eye opening class. That kind of you know. I think the one thing that I brought up, you know, was like struck with was just how many court cases are still ongoing that happened, you know, from the, when America became America, mm. you know, like the one was, uh, the one I saw on the news through that class was, um, down in the black Hills area. Uh, you know, where they get the black Hills gold in South Dakota down near, um, oh, there's a couple cities down there, but near where Sturgis happens. Sioux Falls. Yep. South Dakota,
1: there's... Rapid uh, City. That's what I was trying to think of as Rapid City.
0: Yeah, I love it down there. It's so beautiful. My
1: wife just got home. Yeah. Hello. Hi, wife. You want to be on the podcast? She always says no. Mm. I knew she was going to say no. How was your day at work? She said good. Good. I tried Uh, to force her. One day. Uh It won't happen. Oh, really? (laughs) Only secretively. Like if I was recording her. Dang it. Without unbeknownst to her, yikes! Okay,
0: it's yeah. <laughs> so. Um, oh, and so over by Rapid City, Rapid City. Um, and so what struck me is is that a, a court case had just been decided, and in I can't remember exactly, but they had awarded the Native American tribe or tribes in question. Um, the yeah, the the decision went to them, and they were like, yeah, we we agree, we did. Um, there was like a contract, a purchase. Um, that we have, you know, records of, um, and it looks like you have evidence that we definitely, you know, we didn't own up to our end of the deal. We just kind of, whatever, we were the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, we're going to give you this many billion dollars or some huge amount of money. And their response at the time was, no thanks, we'll take our land back though. And and, and I was like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Because I mean, but I mean, legally speaking, they just proved that this was a contract you were supposed to buy it under these under these whatever terms and we have proof that you did not do that and and you were kind of bad and and so no we don't want the money we want the land back that you you don't really have a right to legally speaking and i was like whoa what are they going to do with all the you know people that live there in the black hills cuz i mean <laughs> right. it's a pretty populated area now yeah <laughs> so anyways that was just i mean I don't know where that stands now, but at the at the time, it was one of those eye opening moments. Like, whoa! I was unaware that you know these sort of fights were ongoing. So,
1: so I have to like backtrack a little bit. I also went through VOC rehab, yeah, um, vocational rehabilitation. Okay, like shortened to VOC rehab. VOC rehab, uh-huh. and you uh, you get like your own little counselor. Uh-huh. And uh, for mine, I hadn't used my GI bill, so it came out of the that bank account right of the GI Bill Mm -hmm. but if you are a disabled vet out there do voc rehab yes Um, I got I think by the end of it because it took me forever to get my degree I think I got two computers out of it yeah Uh, they if you I, I have hearing loss so they bought me Bose surround sound for my computer and also noise canceling headphones so that like I could work in peace and here you know uh some of my learning was online so they wanted me to hear everything perfectly oh. uh they buy all your books they, they buy everything they pay for school and then you also get a stipend based on how much school you're doing so if you're going yep. full-time it's a couple grand a month mm-hmm. they'll pay you and they're paying the school and if you're a disabled vet that doesn't have a job because you're going full-time to school you qualify for the pell grant mm-hmm. but your school's paid for so the pell grant is just given to you, yeah. You just like, get like extra the school money. just writes you a check because they get the check for this Pell grant. and They're like, "Well, this you, you've already paid us, yeah," and so you get this refund. Mm-hmm. And and so I, when I got that first refund check, I was like, uh, what, do, cool. "What do I? <laughs> what do I do?" And my counselor was like, "Oh, that's yours." Uh-huh. And so I definitely suggest that to anyone. And you were mentioning like they do like the aptitude tests and all this mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. try to figure out what you want to do. And I, I wanted to be a pastor. Uh huh. And they're like, Nah. Yeah, you sh- no, you can't. And I was like, Well, there's nothing else <laughs> I want to do. That's all I want to do. And uh-huh. They're like, Okay, well, you know, you could be a nurse. You could, you could do this. You could do that. And I'm like, I just want to be a pastor. And and uh, and then as we were working through it, I actually became a pastor. Right? Uh-huh. I hadn't been approved yet, but the only reason I was able to get Vogue Rehab to pay for me to get my degree, my bachelor's in religion. Uh huh. Is because i currently had a job doing that because they were like looking up to pay for pastors in montana and they're like we it isn't worth it for us to pay for your college uh-huh because you're not going to make any money right and i was like you are correct you are correct <laughs> You, you are correct, but this good. is this is what i want to do uh-huh. and so yeah it took me eight years to get my four-year degree but um, you know got my bachelor's and you have two
0: no, I, uh-huh. I dropped out. Oh, okay. Well, I, I liked the... Um, you know like one and a quarter? No, I, t- I took a few classes. I liked that Native American class. I think I took a geology class. But then when I took my first cybersecurity class, I was just like reading kind of the history of um, uh, cybersecurity and cyberterrorism and what is the... Oh, the Patriot Act. And how um, the big the big worry was... Um, that people were getting listened to through their phones and their TVs and their computers and stuff like that. And then this report I was reading in the, the the college school book that I was studying for my degree said, well, yeah, they did do that. And the only reason kind of that we couldn't find the terrorists is that we had so much information. It just, you know, we were, we were just like eavesdropping on every single person nearly in the country. So it takes a lot of people to kind of sift through that. And then I was like, you know, I bet you, I just, I didn't want to know that. I didn't, I just, I, you right. know, for some reason, I just didn't know that. I didn't, I had never confirmed that we were absolutely getting spied on and that, that it's in the book, you know? And, um, I was like, you know, there's probably a bunch more stuff that I don't want to know. And I was kind of, I felt forced into the cybersecurity thing, you Mm -hmm. know, because I was trying to become a musician and I didn't have anyone Mm -hmm. that would sign off and say, yes, we'll give him a $30,000 a year job once he graduates, you know, what they, they were requiring at the time. right? So, um, I, but the good news about Volk rehab. Um, is it's the only, at the time that I was checking, it's the only program that a veteran or a disabled veteran can get their teeth worked on for free.
1: Yes, dental work was all free for me.
0: Yeah. That
1: was awesome.
0: Well, I was like, what? You didn't even do this while I was active. Well, right. I mean, you did. but They was, did, but it was kind horrible. Kind of, all, kind of just like pulling teeth.
1: Every, yeah, they I, I had uh, three wisdom teeth pulled in the Army, mm-hmm. and every filling they did, which like when you're in combat, mm-hmm. you're not thinking of like brushing your teeth a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not like, oh, once they're done mortaring me, I need to find me some toothpaste. Yeah. You know, you're not thinking like that. And so you, you tend to get a few cavities here and there mm-hmm. and all of the fillings that the army has put in have fallen out of my mouth and I've had to have like replaced. And, uh, and yeah, now, now that I'm out of vocal rehab, I, all that's out of pocket, it's fun. Isn't that the best? It is. It is the best. But that's the only thing really medically that I I have to take care of because being a disabled vet, like everything else is, I just go to the doctor twice a year and Mm -hmm. like the VA takes care of everything. Yeah. Um, except for dental, except for dental,
0: which is weird Mm Mm-hmm. because we need it to like keep everything else healthy.
1: Right. Like (laughs) I need my teeth and sort of I can eat the healthy food
0: to keep me alive. It's this whole thing. I mean, I used to work in a dental office and, um, the insurance, like even I, I, I've never seen. I think I've seen uh, a dental plan with like a five thousand available dollars on it per person, but that person was like the head of Petco right. or something. <laughs> right, you right. know, like that guy. Yeah. Everyone else, you know, you can be making six figures. They're like, oh, six figures. Huh? Well, here's your fifteen hundred dollars for dental work per year, like everyone else. Right. Because no one cares.
1: Yeah, and like a, a crown to get a crown is. Two grand, yeah. And so that's just that's yeah a root canal. Yeah, they're all more expensive than that.
0: Oh, yeah. They
1: let's are. not talk about dental work.
0: No, let's talk talk about cooler, happier things.
1: I, I want to bring you back to school. Okay. Okay. You're you're in middle school, high school. Let's let's go there. Let's go there with our listeners. What was the time that you remember where you you had like a I don't know, like a fun story res- revolving around a substitute teacher. A funny substitute teacher story. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, do you remember having a sub? High school was fun when subs would come in because, like, you're you're old enough to understand what's going on. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, this person. Uh-huh. They don't know. They don't know what's. They don't know what's. When when a sub comes in and you're in fifth grade, it is the most serious thing ever. Because the teacher a lot of times would know like the day before. Be like, listen, Miss Smith is coming in tomorrow. You better be good. Or none of you are getting gold stars or cookies the next day. So that sub would come in and you'd be better for the sub than you would... For your normal teacher right you know just like uh whenever you get babysat and the babysitter's like your kids are amazing my mom would be like shut your mouth <laughs> my kids are horrible <laughs> i can't believe they were good for you um and so like in high school when the sub would come in everybody knew the game by this point you know and so you would take advantage do you remember any of those times mm-hmm. i mean i've got one if you need a if you need a minute to think i've got a decent story yeah, no, I, it's kind I, of short. I've got nothing, but you can tell yours. We had a, I can't remember what the, it was, and I think it was math of some sort, algebra, pre algebra, algebra two, I don't know. Our teacher was pregnant, so we knew a sub was coming in and that that sub was going to kind of finish out the year for us. And the first sub that came in, and this, uh, oh, bigger female came in and she was wearing um, like, like leggings. And, we, We didn't like her attitude, Uh her leggings-wearing attitude, Uh and I was in the front row, and the first day she was there, she separated me and my two buddies, and so now I'm left in the front row by myself, and my two buddies are, you know, they're in the back, and so now the day two of this sub, I'm like, this sub needs to go. We need a new sub. Like, what what are we going to do about this? And kind of as a joke, um, in high school, not as a joke, but in high school, I was uh, a little bit of a pothead. Got into mm-hmm. some trouble. Mm-hmm. I smoked uh, smoked the cigarettes, you know, on my lunch break. Whoa. And uh, so I had a lighter. Uh-huh. And the, the type of lighter that has, like, the metal around the top that you can take off the metal. Oh, yeah. And then you can turn up how much butane. And so you can just, it, there's a plus and a minus on it. Oh, yeah. And it's not meant for you to take off the metal. And when you go to the plus side to, like, lift up so it's not on the gears anymore and move it down and then you could go plus again uh-huh. and then you could keep doing that and so it'd pretty much just be this open hose of butane coming out and you could get this flame that was like a foot tall off your lighter yeah and so as a joke i'm like lighting this lighter whenever t- whenever she'd turn her back and then everybody in the class would be like oh buddy oh, oh, you know and i put it away real quick but sometimes it's like a little bit of flame and butane like <laughs> Like, you know like getting out of getting out of hand uh-huh. but i'm enjoying the feedback from my peers right yeah. and so like i'm getting a little bit more bold a little bit more bold and one time as she was walking by my desk right as she walked by i hit that lighter And her leggings you you ever lit a sock on fire uh i mean maybe okay must've. <laughs> so everybody out there right now could just go to their white socks and start at the toe and just hit your lighter on it and because of all of the Like fuzz that's on it, lint. Oh yeah, it'll just go, and the flame will work up your sock, and then it'll just like go out on its own. It's really fun, really fun. Okay. I hope nobody catches their foot on fire because they're listening to this story. I did that, and her leggings did the sock thing, Uh Uh where her whole pants caught on fire, destroying the lint. Right? Like she didn't. She didn't notice. and her like her whole pants just did this like for three seconds on fire burning off all the lint that was on the outside of them the whole class erupted and she like turns around and i think like as the flames are like going out like uh what was that movie um mocking jay when they're you know girl on fire when she's her dress is on fire like that like like she was substitute teacher on fire oh and she gosh. turns around and as the fire's going out and she has no idea what happened. And to this day, I don't know if she knew that I lit her on fire.
0: So you could be sick. Like I, I thought like, Oh, and this is going to like end with like how many weeks of detention? Nothing,
1: oh nothing. And I don't know how nobody in the class, cause there's like, there's the 90% of class that's okay with what just happened and aren't going to say anything, but there's always the 10%. You know, there's that, that, uh, I tend to get, uh, when I think back to high school, I was a very, I don't know, I fed into the labels, right? Oh, yeah. And, and so, like, there's the nerds, the jocks, whatever. And so what I was just getting ready to say is there's some horse riding girl <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's in class that is going to tell on me, uh-huh. right? Like, she's the one that rides her horse to school every day almost, right? Like, she's always in, like, the chaps, yeah, tall boots. Uh-huh. She wants everyone to know every day that she rides a horse all the time. Yeah. That girl, I really felt, should have told on me. And she didn't. And she didn't. And maybe she missed it, right? I, I don't know. I don't know why she didn't tell on me.
0: Maybe she didn't know that it was you. Just, I mean, Man, I guess I, don't know. I guess you were the you were the one flaming the flame up, up front. <laughs> and then the teacher's on fire, so I guess who else would it be? Yeah, it, it, it,
1: I mean, it was pretty obviously me. But yeah, and so I got away with that. And then one other time, it, was, it just doesn't have to do with a substitute. But again, I was kind of a pothead. I would be... I, I, at one point, I was growing pot in my closet Jeez. at home. Um, not really a thing you can do. You kind of need equipment to do that, but I thought you could. And so I started uh, the seeds I would find in the, the bags that I would buy. I would put them into a moist paper towel inside of a CD case and let them sprout. And then I would put them into a, a pot after that to try to grow them. And they didn't grow very well in my closet. Hmm. And then my mom found you know, the eight CD cases I had of Sprout starting. and Whoops. <laughs> like, what's going on here? And I'm like, oh, science project. So anyway, pothead, okay? We've we've developed, okay. I'm a pothead. Okay. I had, I think I shared on the podcast before, but I had gotten pulled over for uh, smoking a cigarette. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I shared this story where the cop just knew me from previous incidents I had been involved in, and he knew I wasn't old enough. Mm-hmm. Saw the smoke billowing, billowing out of the car, I got a minor in possession, an MIP. And um, so a couple months later, I hadn't told my mom I'd gotten this ticket yet, but I've gotta to go to court now. So I tell my mom that morning before school starts, hey, I need you to get me out of school at one o'clock so we can be at court at two. And she's like, what are we going to court for? And I pull out the ticket and I show her and I'm like, hey, I'm late for school. <laughs> and I like run out, right? <laughs> So that day for lunch, not thinking through it, uh, one of my buddies had um it's called hash oh yeah um, it's it's like kind of like pot but it's but it's hash and it's kind of like in this clay mm-hmm. form like a concentrated almost it's yeah, it's like concentrated marijuana and i I decided that it would be a good idea for the first time in my life to try hash at lunch the day I have court so I do that. Okay. And I go back. This had to have been a math class too. Mr. Lamb was my teacher. And so, if anybody from high school is listening, <laughs> like they know Mr. Lamb. And so, Mr. Lamb, it was downstairs at the time in Belgrade High School. Mr. Lamb was downstairs. And I fall asleep in his class because I'm so stoned. Uh huh. And I wake up to the loudspeaker in the classroom saying, Brian, report to the office. Your mom's here. And it was like i kind of forgot that i had to go to court and then like i wake up to oh my goodness i have to go to the office now and see my mom there's no way my eyes aren't red there's no way that like she can't like tell like maybe my speech is slurred like she's got to know
2: yeah
1: and so i'm like freaking out on on my way up the stairs somewhere i stopped along and like splashed my face with with the water fountain you know (laughs) i went into the bathroom and tried to like i don't even know And then my mom is like outside the office and I'm walking this long hole and I can see her and I'm just like, all right, just walk a straight line. Like if if that's all you can accomplish today, Brian, just walk a straight line to your mom. I can see that she's mad, but I know it's like because she just found out about the court date, like not because she can already see that I'm stoned. And, uh, And so we walk out together, get in the car, no words are said, thankfully, no words are said. We get to court, my grandpa, who was in the sheriff's department at that time, is for, and he, he's for some reason at this, this court right now. Oh. And so now, <laughs> like I'm seeing my grandpa, who sees stone people all the time, my mom, who, you know, she's got to know, and I'm getting ready to go before the judge and figure out how much trouble I'm going to get into for smoking a cigarette, right?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Then we go into court. I don't know how I'm getting through all of this, like I'm getting through it right yeah, yeah. we get to court and I rem- all i can remember to this day is like practically laying i don't know what they call it like the the stand yeah like the like the altar right <laughs> like like this big wood thing that had a microphone for me on it that you get up and then the, the judge is sitting across from you in his big uh-huh. you know desk yeah. table mad, ma- majestic area and i'm like laying on this altar thing this wood thing
0: yeah you're very and tired. And like, like, I'm just tired. I can't <laughs> like,
1: I can't like move my arms. I can't lift my head. Uh-huh. And he's like, so, you know, and I'm just like, just whatever, you know, give me community service or something. I'm like, I have no idea what I said. Uh-huh. Next thing I know, I'm leaving with my mom and she's taking me to get like lunch. Uh
2: huh. Like,
1: and, and, and so I eat McDonald's with my mom and she drops me off so she can go back to work. And I'm at home eating Doritos on the couch. And I don't know, like, I, I can't even remember to this day, like what my punishment was. I'm sure there was like some community service involved. Like, I already had a probation officer, so he was probably, you know, mad about things. Okay. I think the judge had said something about, you've really got to turn your act around. You know, this is too much trouble for you to be getting into. Lots of people were worried about me. And with all due right.
0: Yeah. I thought I had everything like
1: under control as a 16 or 17 year old, you know. Um, but anyway, so, so that was one of like the most memorable days that I can't remember anything. Uh-huh. Um, most memorable days I had in high school, Belgrade High School, um, smoking hash at lunch. Which, which I I remember talking to a friend going like, this must have been spiked with something, right? Uh-huh. Because like I just I'd never had that feeling after just you know smoking a a bowl of marijuana. Wow. And and so it was pretty intense.
0: You know, I don't have a substitute story. But okay. I have a similar one. There was a time that I'm now. I'm thinking now. Now that I'm going to tell this story, I'm like, I'm pre-noticing a pattern in my life. Uh-oh. Like I, like I'd learned a musical instrument to to get like an opportunity to do something fun. Right. So, I was in choir in high school, uh, but all my friends were. I mean, not all my friends, but many of my friends were in band. And they did this cool thing where um, The Sims band would go to uh, Seattle. The Seattle Orchestra. No, no. The Seattle Theater Playhouse or something. Symphonic. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, like, if you knew what I was talking about, you'd be like, oh, he's talking about the super famous, everyone knows about this totally world-renowned theater. It was really cool. I remember that. Um, But I, I knew, so they were like, you should come to Seattle with us. You know, what I mean? my friends were like, we can, you know, we, this would be fun for all of us to be able to go together. So I learned a couple um, songs on the drums is what I did. Okay. I learned like, mm, I can't remember. I think it's called Wipeout or I don't know, a couple couple pep band songs. So I could do one quarter of um, of music so that I could get into the Seattle show. So I did and we went over and we got this hotel room and um, for some reason I, th- I, I can't I, I remember there was some some people that were that were that were just like you know what we should smoke some weed in this hotel <laughs> you know and this, is that what
1: everybody says yeah
0: they're like and, and I mean if you remember I mean if you do the math I mean it wasn't legal in Seattle at this I mean what are we talking Jeez, 1996 ish maybe yeah yeah <laughs> and so um so i remember we were doing that and i remember the uh the choir the choir teacher came in to one of the rooms and we thought that um we definitely thought that we had covered up the smell because we had opened a window c mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and we smoked see next to the window yeah yeah um
1: it's amazing In high
0: school, how much
1: you think... I used to smoke... I'm not trying to take away from your story. I used to smoke in the shower. Cigarettes. Yeah. Inside my mother's house, Uh there was this little teeny window, Uh and also I'd turn the fan on, Uh and I'd blow all the smoke into the fan or out the window. Yes. And I used to think she had no idea.
0: Right. No idea. We were mistaken. Yeah. But to her credit, she came in and was just kind of checking on us, saw that we were there, you know, said, hey... I don't think we're supposed to have those windows open, <laughs> right? <laughs> we're like, right. oh, hey, okay, and then she left, and I was thinking, and now all these years later, I'm like, you crafty old person, yeah. That's what a what a cool decision because that was one of the best trips ever. I mean, then we went to. I remember we saw, um, and I think, I think I was I was just smoking a little weed. That, that was the only thing that we had back then. There would have been no, nothing else. But I remember going to a play called Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And it was the most magical thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, the, the, the stage would move and change into the different, and everything was on rollers. And then when it was raining, it, it was just a lighting effect, but it looked like real rain. And I was sitting there just the whole time transfixed. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, "Oh my goodness!" If I could, I, if it was back in theaters, I would probably go again. That's how. That's how great it was.
1: Beauty and the Beast at some famous theater some in Seattle. Theater. Yeah.
0: And as a group, I remember we went through um, and got the lattes because we're in Seattle, so you had to get a latte. Absolutely. You know, there's they're very trendy, and I remember my friend Corey Stelling. Um, hey, Corey, if you're listening, he um, got the triple latte, and he was like. I mean he he wrestled one oh five, I'm pretty sure <laughs> was what he wrestled, yeah, and so he he took a triple shot, and i remember I remember him throwing that up at some point at yeah. That, <laughs> yeah during that trip, but that was a cool trip because I just saw uh Corey the other day, he was playing um guitar, and he was the lead guitarist in my band that I had back then, way back in high school, yeah, and I hadn't seen that that he was into music for a long time, but there he was, just the other day on Facebook you know tearing up some guitar thing and i was like oh man we should get together so because he lives in missoula yeah and uh i'm thinking we should get the the band back together i mean we had uh, let's see cory stelling he lives he was a lead guitar player lives in missoula i think um then there was scott harris who is now like a physical therapist or something like that Scott Harris the therapist Scott Harris the therapist Scott therapist yeah and then there was um Ezra Lee and he's like a I don't know maybe a construction guy somewhere in Utah Mm -hmm. Scott Opheim drums down in Phoenix Arizona and then there was me just on vocals I didn't I didn't play anything back then but to see Corey after all these years playing guitar, I was like, man, we got to get the band back together. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Which I'm, is a
1: common thing, right? Like I, like people want to get their high school band back together.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm at that age where I'm like, we got to get the band back together, man. Um, but everyone lives in a different part of the world. So, you know, I'll just put it out there. And I, I know me and Corey are going to try to get together. And then uh, Scott, the Scots come back to this area. Um, often I'm pretty sure to visit family so who knows maybe maybe the band Pooter will will rise again
1: that was the name of the band yeah Pooter, Pooter, like like computer but you missed the C-O-M
0: yep and just added in a two O's huh yep. that's a that's a fun name it's a name that yeah that meant nothing in
1: particular that's a <laughs> no I'm sure it didn't I'm sure it meant nothing just a couple of random letters strung together to mean nothing at all. Yep. I I did a, a choir trip, uh, going to Belgrade High School. I was in choir, and our state choir was here in Grape Falls. And I remember I also smoked a little marijuana. Ooh! On my my choir
0: trip. Yeah, I did that at state choir too. Yeah, we would uh.
1: we'd like escape, and you'd like. You don't know the town you're in. And so yeah. you just go like find a dumpster and hide
0: behind it. Oh, mine was in Missoula. So we just blended in with the college <laughs> oh, kids. Oh, yeah.
1: In <laughs> Missoula, you blend in. Yeah. You just,
0: yeah. You're like, I'm one of them. Yeah, I'm not with this high school troop. Of yeah, like- <laughs> yep. Yeah, you just blend right in in Missoula. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Great
1: Falls, not so much. But uh, the high school here, CMR, if you walk from CMR to Sam's, there's like some dumpsters and stuff over there. Mm-hmm. And... I want to say that when you get to a certain size high school, they don't care as long as you're not on school grounds what you do. And so there's like a whole smoking circle of high school kids in between CMR and Sam's. If you go over there during lunchtime, okay. Just you could probably bum a cigarette off of a high schooler if you wanted to, right there. And I just feel like, like, <laughs> they're just like, we have bigger fish to fry. But, it, but for me, I got pulled over by a cop in Belgrade smoking a cigarette you know what i mean and so it's a stark contrast between like we used to hide in some random shed every time we'd be on lunch break and smoke yes and uh nope nope kids these days they just cross the street from the high school that's all they got to do
0: yep i think you're right i remember doing that there was a crossing the street to smoke cigarettes in boulder city when i lived there yeah yeah i was trying to be one of the cool kids because it was a bigger school yeah because sims was only b or c and then i moved to like a triple a school oh no that was kind of cool
1: i i only fit in with the smokers yeah that's that's how i felt it was either smokers or nerds for me huh. and again i was very mm-hmm. judgmental and i didn't want to be in the nerds i probably should have that's where i should have been maybe um but uh the smokers accepted me you know and just like when i decided that's the 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 click i'm going for you know, you gotta then smoke. Do you remember the first time you ever smoked a cigarette?
0: Oh yeah, my older brother gave me a um, Marlboro Red. Mm. Oh yeah, we were in Port Orchard, Washington. We were—I was out at the burn pit burning the garbage. That's why I said I, I maybe I've seen a sock burn up because we used to have a burn <laughs> pit. Right? Yeah, yeah. And um, I remember he's like, "You want to take a hit of this?" And then I did. And, um, it was disgusting and I, I feel like I couldn't even taste anything for a while and, um, I didn't try it again until, gosh, sometime in, sometime in high school, which would have been, yeah, so I was probably in the sixth grade, just taking one, one little puff, you know what I mean? That's
1: probably when I got my younger brother into smoking. Yeah. He's like, check this out. I was the older brother in your equation.
0: You could be cool doing this. Yep. And then I smoked all through the Marine Corps, even dipped for a while. Yep. Went to the the Manly Copenhagen, as we all know is Manly. And then I went to the Not So Manly, berry-flavored and apple pucker-flavored. Yep. Because I I was thinking, well, it's like, I don't, this isn't cool anymore, you know? And my friends make fun of me when I do this, so that's going to discourage me. It didn't. It didn't at all. I just really like, like, berry-flavored dip
1: the purple the purple can that's what i would have my wife send to me in iraq is logs logs and if you don't understand that lingo because you're a clean sober person a log of of dip is five or ten cans depending but usually it's five cans and i would have her send me logs plural of the the purple can the berry long cut skull
0: berry long cut skull that's what it was
1: yep love that. and then the apple one too that one i would would be like send me four berry one apple just so i could like mix it up Mm -hmm. and no i I didn't want any cherry because that's usually how people like first got into dip was off on the cherry one Mm -hmm. i didn't like it yeah i didn't like the cherry the
0: the best the best thing to do is to have like a berry skull but then also be able to smoke a menthol cigarette Mm. but then also have a Mountain Dew. Mm -hmm. Remember the trifecta? Mm -hmm. uh, It
1: wasn't a menthol cigarette for me. I never got into the menthols. That was never a thing for me.
0: Yeah, I guess it was just a situational thing because I started on Marlboro Lights like everybody else. Yep. You know, That's the one that everyone smokes. And
1: then you sometimes go to Marlboro Reds, and then if you're really cool, you go over to the Camel Wides. I used to love Camel Wides. Well,
0: because Joe Camel, and my name is Joe, uh, I, used to, yeah. I used to take out those little things from Rolling Stone magazines, the, the, the full page advertisements. When, when cigarettes
1: were allowed to advertise in magazines.
0: Yeah, because Joe, the Joe Camel was so cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, jeez, I'm a victim of marketing. I'm wearing a Joe Cool watch that my wife got me for my birthday. Check it
1: out. Ooh, jo- nice. Joe Cool. Yeah.
0: Snoopy, though. So there's more, more than one um, cartoon that's co-opted the coolness of Joe. The coolness of Joe
1: yeah and so uh and then i also we talked about on a podcast previously the types of cigarettes in iraq the kentucky and i'll never forget miami Mm. the miami i finally thought of it when i was listening back to the podcast and we used to always say miami miami because that's what they would say you know anybody speaking arabic they would call it miami Mm -hmm. miami and we get miamis and that was the closest brand you could find over there to like something that I guess, like, tasted American. You're talking about, like, burnt tobacco with tar in it.
2: hmm
1: And people that smoke lose all of their taste buds and smell. You know, they're, like, burning all of that out. But somehow you can t- taste the difference, right, in your cigarettes. Like, you knew when somebody handed you a camel. You knew when you got an American spirit. You did. You, yeah. you knew. And uh, the Miami was the closest we could get to uh, an American-type type, type yeah. feeling. I remember I
0: trying to smoke a Winston. Way, way too harsh. Oh,
1: Can't smoke a Winston's. Winston's. I, I had a Winston month of my life, I think, Ooh. where it was just all Winston's. Maybe they were on sale or something.
0: I think you were depressed during that month. You probably have to be. Yeah, You probably right. have to be. That's why I see someone smoke at Winston's. I'm like, oof. Is, is your <laughs> they, life okay? Yeah, they don't like their life. <laughs> is, they don't like their life. Let's just talk about whatever you like for a while. And let's then a, American
1: Spirits. What was going on there?
0: Um, I don't know. I think people just assume there was less, um, harshness. Yeah. I think they, they assume they're they're made by native Americans, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm just, I'm not smoking a cigarette. They took longer to smoke. They did. They weren't as satisfying. I felt like I didn't think so either. You you didn't get a good drag out of them.
1: Yep. Hmm. Yep. We, we both are under the understanding of that as
0: well. That's weird. I thought about this the other day about how a lot of people like to say, um, well, I haven't, I haven't touched a cigarette in so long. And I'm mm-hmm. glad because of just all this stuff. And I'm the opposite. I I, I loved smoking. It was fun. Oh,
1: no, sm- the <clears throat> so the downfall to smoking had nothing to do with me. Yeah. I loved smoking. I mm-hmm. never noticed it affect my health. I now kind of see how it did a uh-huh. little bit. Like I couldn't run as much. And yeah. my voice, you know, mm-hmm. changed during that time a little bit. You cough more, you know, uh, the the smokers cough that sounds all phlegmy and wet Um, but I loved smoking I I, my my boss used to introduce me as the smoking youth pastor because that's not a very common thing that you'd have a youth pastor that also smoked (laughs) but I did and then I would try to quit the VA would give me you know pills or patches and different things I tried to quit and one time I was on the the generic form of Chantix okay and i was up in the office writing like a, a bible study or something right and i hadn't had a cigarette in a couple days and i'm just on this once or twice a day pill and my boss walks in i said something snooty to him and he said go smoke <laughs> and literally <laughs> the, the, the lead pastor of the church was like you need to go outside and have a cigarette right now and i did um it took me a long time to actually quit and it was mainly just because like it, it, my car smelled bad all my clothes smelled bad I didn't really want my kids once they started getting to the age where they'd remember me like taking smoke breaks i didn't want them to then think that was a cool thing to do and uh so it had nothing really to do with me Um, it was all outward things that i didn't like were secondhand of smoking
0: yeah that makes sense i didn't like um i guess i didn't like the cough the, the way it made me smell, like yeah, like yeah. just just knowing that it's gonna, it's not gonna get better. Yeah, you know? like, like right. oh, I have to stop this now. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> well. Yep. <laughs> there's that.
1: And did you go through the whole thing where you like you tried dipping to stop smoking, and then you like really, really, really started liking dipping. Yeah. And you always had the the spit bottles of empty Mountain Dew in your car. Yeah. And all over the house.
0: Probably the most disgusting part of my life. Yeah. It was my dipping phase.
1: Yep. And then. To quit dipping, I, I tried vaping,
0: uh-huh.
1: and then to quit vaping, tried you know like you just like would bounce all over the place.
0: Yeah, I had a roommate one time after I'd maybe I was still smoking, and he was like, "Well, I'm going to stop smoking," and he started dipping, mm-hmm. and this is you know way past the Marine Corps. Um, I was never so disgusted. Like he would leave his dip mm-hmm. cups places, mm-hmm. yep, and I would. And the one time I would like accidentally tip over a dip cup, I was like, I might have to, I might have to never talk to you again. Yep. We might, this might be it for our friendship.
1: Well, I'd always, I'd always keep my dip cup right where the seatbelt clicks in on your right hand side. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Almost always I would remember to put the lid back on the Mountain Dew bottle, right? Yeah. I was very clear when I said that sentence though. Almost always. Almost And there were times when you were getting out and you hadn't put the lid back on or you were getting back in and you hadn't put the lid back on and then you would essentially sit in a puddle Mm. of your own grossness. Mm. It was the worst. Yeah. The worst. And so I guess my recommendation is if you're out there and you haven't started using some sort of nicotine product, don't. Don't do it. Um, When you start at 13, it, it becomes next to impossible. Yeah, Uh, to to get off of, get off of that. Yeah, nicotine is addictive. Very addictive, and and all the things resulting from it are gross.
0: So gross. Just don't even.
1: You won't like it. Okay, so we went through a couple school stories. Do you have any other ones that are like sticking out to you?
0: Well, let's see.
1: You have any like weird test days? where like something happened weird at a test or like maybe like a science fair story or what about the, do you remember the first time you gave a speech in class?
0: Um, Oh, I remember I did, uh, I had a speech and and my topic was, I think Scotland or maybe it was William Wallace. Mm -hmm. And I did the whole speech in a Scottish accent. Took a while.
1: Did the crowd go wild?
0: They loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, Imitations were were very; they were held in high regard back then. Mm-hmm. If you remember, mm-hmm. now I don't know. Maybe they are. I'll do an impression, and people are like, "Well, who is that? Though the?" <laughs> and so, so
1: do you remember, like maybe how the speech started? Could you give us a a taste? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Okay, I sh- I shall tell you of William Wallace. Historians shall tell you that I am a liar, <laughs> but <laughs> it's the historians. That killed the heroes. Because that was the beginning of the movie. That is that is fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, people still like them. Because I'm, I'm just thoroughly... I would let you just
0: say the whole speech if you knew it. Cool. Because I just like, really enjoy that. I love that movie. I actually uh, took a lady out on a date. And I was like, hey, we're going to watch this movie. And she's like, oh, neat. I've never seen it. And I was like, what? First of all, strike one. <clears throat> and then as we were sitting through the... St- Super brief three hour movie or however yeah, long it's it takes. A super long movie. She uh she got up to go to the bathroom a couple of times and I was like, Oh, do you want me to pause it or whatnot? Yeah. And I was like, she was like, Nope, no need. <laughs> and I was like, We're done here.
1: Okay, so uh Morgan just walked in, one of my one of my daughters, and where did you get this? Kobe's. Kobe. What is what is this? Spider roll she brought a spider roll, and there's there's two here. Do you see that there's two? Whoa, we can each have one. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. Thank you., Aww. We Whoa. can each have a spider roll, cool, yeah,
0: we're really gonna have lunch in the garage
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I thought about that <laughs> as I was eating like lunch, mm-hmm. and we hadn't talked yet about when we were going to eat, and I ate lunch like at like ten thirty like way too early, but I was hungry
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh and I was like, well. I'm not going to be hungry when he comes now. Mm-hmm. And then you didn't mention anything about lunch, so I was like, it's okay. It'll be fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. We're just going to podcast. Well, now we have now we have lunch. Uh, <laughs> when someone uh, doesn't want you to
0: pause the movie, they're not into the movie. That's what I was getting from that, and I was like, so what'd you think of the movie Mm -hmm. dot 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 and the dot 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 meant um what'd you think of the movie the most important movie in anyone's lifetime right the one that i I basically i learned everything about being a man from this movie
1: oh and in case somebody doesn't know we're talking about Braveheart. if you haven't gathered that Mm -hmm. yet um just stop listening to the podcast come on we we don't need that type keep up people following us
0: um, so braveheart it was an amazing movie that touched everyone's soul as it should
1: it's it's my wife's number
0: one favorite movie oh good on the planet okay oh, yeah um but when this person was like no thanks i was like well we're done here i'm gonna
1: <laughs> so i'm glad you brought up movies because there's two that i wanted to talk about mm-hmm. do you remember when dune first came out when we were younger i mean kind of oh okay it my brother and i were really into it okay like like dune nerds dune nerds dune nerds dune nerds and we used to like we used to run around the house playing like we were riding the sandworms and um the, the spice was so important and we'd actually steal spice off the spice rack and it was like <laughs> okay. so so dune is on this you know it's this other uni- like star wars it's like this other universe that's mm-hmm. outer space planets mm-hmm. you have to learn the the cultures and the different families and all of this stuff. And so they just came out with a new Dune, mm-hmm. but I'm judging off of your statement. Like you kind of remember the first Dune yeah. that you probably haven't watched this one yet. Nope. Okay. I did. All I want to say uh-huh. is it. is don't expect what you got off the first one. Okay. Um, but it's, it's like, it's really good. Like, the
0: cinematography is phenomenal. So, great movie, but not satisfying from a f- Ol- super fan's So, from a super
1: fans, fan's perspective, I was expecting to see just a remake. I hadn't done any research oh, leading into it. Uh-huh. And so, I had just expected to see the same movie with different actors and better special effects. Mm-hmm. This movie is like, the length of it could fit in like one-third of the first Dune I watched. okay. Oh, gotcha. And so the first Dune movie like covers the whole book, essentially. Uh-huh. From what I hear, I haven't read the book. Okay. <laughs> um, I love movies made out of books, but I've never read it. I haven't read Harry Potter. I haven't read any of them. Whoa. Um, that's <laughs> The Hobbit. The Hobbit is the only book I've read that's been turned into a movie.
0: It's a shorter book that you're yeah. made to read, I feel like, in high school. <laughs>
1: no, this I, I actually read it because it was a long book. And you got points for how many pages oh. and, and you could get pizza oh, gotcha. off of how many pages you read. And this was a 900-page book I had. Oh. The, the, it was thick. And I loved setting it down on my desk. Like, oh. I'm reading this, uh-huh. you know, so everybody would know that I'm reading. Uh-huh. It's horrible. So, anyway, the Dune, like, there's, there's still a, a normal length movie, two hours or whatever, right? Uh-huh. They're both a two-hour movie. But this Dune only covers the first third of the original, oh, if, that, yeah. if that makes sense, it does. And so, um, but it's really good. It's really good. I recommend anybody that's into alternate universe, mm-hmm. dimension movies. If you like Star Wars, if you like um, Avengers, you know those type of things that you have to like learn characters and mm-hmm. you know most movies now kind of do that. You know, mm-hmm. Harry Potter is a whole universe. You have to know the the school names and you know all of this. Yeah. It's it's kind of like that. You have to kind of remember the family names and who the 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 main characters are and stuff like that. But I, I really enjoyed it. The other movie is there's another Avengers movie that just released like this week. I can't
0: remember when it released.
1: Uh-huh. Called Ten Rings. Have you seen advertisings for that?
0: Um, is this the one with the the Ten Rings? The Ten Rings. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: There's like a dad in the in the in the, the previews. It shows you like a dad that has like these rings on his arm. Okay. And then a son that you can tell like is a strange, but he comes back and it has to do in this, this uh, Avengers universe. I've heard of it. I think. Okay. Yeah. Not very good. Not a good one. I was not, I was, I, I was not impressed. If you're comparing it to other Avenger movies, uh-huh. I would say it ranks with the Ant-Man ones. Oh. And I really liked the Ant-Mans for their humor. So it's Ant-Man minus humor.
0: Ugh. I mean Paul Rudd's the only reason to if watch the it, only reason to watch
1: them is Paul Rudd mm-hmm. and he he is my hero he's like so I funny. love Paul Rudd uh-huh. and if you hear any of the actors that have ever worked with him they're like oh he's my favorite that I've ever worked with is Paul Rudd Whoa. because he's just so Paul Rudd he's so he's exactly like, yeah. the way he is yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, and so anyway I, I don't uh, I, I feel like somebody's gonna get mad at me about Ten Rings because I haven't seen it so I don't know <laughs> Yeah, but there's there's super fans out there, right? Oh, and I really like Avengers. I like the, the Iron Man movies cool. and Captain America, and yeah. and all of this. I, I Black Widow loved Black Widow. Okay, Ten Rings. I, I I would tell you don't even you don't you don't need to you don't need to watch it. Don't even like love rewatch it. one of the other Avengers movies, and you'll have a better time. Okay, but uh. I can't even tell you why. The actors were all great. Uh... They bring dragons in. There's dragons in it. Okay. <laughs> it kind of takes things down a notch for me, even though I've, I've just talked about a movie that I love to death that has sandworms, which mm-hmm. is <laughs> essentially a dragon in the sand. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. Is I don't this, know.
0: Does this Ten Ring thing have an Asian person mm-hmm. in it? Mm-hmm. And they brought, it's it's all Asian. There's dragons in
1: every it's actor nice. in the movie is is of Asian Asian descent. Oh, Eastern. That's, that's kind of
0: cool. I might I might watch it. Um. I watched a. I just told you not to. Joe. I know. I'm very contrary. <laughs> yeah. But I I just I just watched it. I, a, I uh, do
1: want you to watch it so you can come back and tell me if you liked it or not.
0: Maybe I would cuz I'm 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 like I'm lukewarm on Avenger anything.
1: Right. Anytime I bring it up and I get all excited you're just like, "Okay." Okay. Right. That's a mm-hmm. that's a thing that you're saying. Like when mm-hmm. you go down the the rabbit hole of talking about different types of guitars and stuff. Yeah. I can keep up with you. Mm-hmm. But I, I've mm-hmm. never Mm-hmm. You know, had a passion for it. Right. And and so I have a passion for the Avengers movies. And you're just like, you have that passion, sir. You do that. You can have that. <laughs> and you can have
0: it to yourself. It's not like I don't enjoy the movies. Let's see. I mean, I enjoy the, the Iron Man thing. I think it's an interesting, almost batmansian sort of feel. Mm-hmm. He puts on a suit and all of a sudden he's another guy doing cool stuff. But he's so rich that he doesn't even hide He's like, no, it's just me, the rich guy. <laughs> yeah, find- it's
1: almost like if Batman <clears throat> didn't hide who he really was. Yeah, I kind of... That's
0: f- essentially what Iron Man is. I find that kind of um, refreshing because it almost seems reasonable that a rich billionaire guy who's also su- seemingly super smart um, would, yeah, would, you know... that? So, I mean, the story makes sense. I kind of like Thor a little bit, you know, because I like... Um, It kind of feels like Greek and and Roman history stuff that I've always enjoyed in school, learning about that stuff. And some little kid called me Thor one time when I had really long hair and I was in good shape. (laughs) 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 And so I've had an affinity for that particular character. But it's like, other than that, no, I don't. I don't know what his, the hammer's name is. I don't know nor What the story really is, you know. I just mm, it's fine. I'm kind of like a if there if there's a cool fight scene, you know, if there's a cool mm, karate <coughs> style scene, or the
1: you'll probably like Ten Rings, car
0: chases. I there's like, a lot
1: of uh, Jackie Chan esque. Fight
0: scenes in Ten Rings. Well, I kind of like that stuff. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it because yeah. it's just like you said, a cin- cinematographizing. Um, it's good. It looks good to me.
1: <laughs> and and I can't again. I can't tell you why I don't like it because it fits the Avengers type movie to a T. Like what you what you'd expect: fight scenes, funny, uh, magical universe type things. <laughs> And uh, just so anybody that's listening is is aware of what's going on in this garage right now, while Joe was talking, I shoved a spider roll into my mouth and tried to fit the whole thing in there. And it it worked. And the spider roll was good. Now Joe is not able to talk right now because I left the bigger one for him. And, and his his mouth is full he can't talk i can say anything i want right now and i could be like oh i have this guitar i really want to show you and he'd be like mad that i never told him about it but he can't he can't say anything it's so awesome so much so that he's muted his mic now because the chewing sound would be too much for all of you this is fantastic and and i love it I think he's almost done. We're almost done with the chewing right now. No, he's still got more. I don't know what was in the spider roll. It was like a fried maybe uh shrimp of some sort. There was definitely fish in there. I tasted the fish. And of course, you know, the normal thing you get with sushi. It was really good though. I enjoyed it from uh Kobe Steakhouse that my 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 daughter Morgan brought. And the other thing, uh, speaking of Morgan, is I left this uh, podcasting equipment out and told her and my other daughter, Brooklyn, they're both seniors in high school, that they could record a podcast. And they did record a 20-minute podcast. Um, no possible way that I could ever air as bonus material. Uh-huh. And 17-year-old girls are not PG-13. I guess that's the best way I can say that.
0: Isn't that weird? Like... I feel weird when I when I cuss or talk too too R rated, but the I'm, and I'm trying to save you know have manners for people that maybe are younger, but they talk like sailors.
1: Right. Um. I I remember as in high school I was a pirate. Mm-hmm. Right. Like like everything had, um, very graphic, words associated with it, and so anytime I felt an adult wasn't listening. I I was pulling out the Urban Dictionary. And so I, I think they felt that when they recorded it that I wasn't going to listen back. But I did.
0: <laughs> You'll never listen to this. Yeah,
1: yeah, I did. I thought about taking little bits and pieces out, cutting it up. Mm-hmm. We could use it as uh, sound bites <laughs> in our
0: podcast. Might be able to make it into a song. Ooh, that'd be fun too. Like little files. Yeah, I could do that. Little
1: auto-tuned song.
0: hmm Yeah. Was, Speaking of that, I've been playing some music in the background today just to see how it feels. I got my iPad here and uh, connected through Bluetooth. And so they have all these live loops and GarageBand. I'm just kind of clicking through and seeing if I like the sound of any of them in in the background. And so far, I mean, I haven't hated any of them, but I I haven't heard anything in the background and thought, oh, yeah, I want more of that. Right. I'm just kind of going through.
1: Well, it'd be fun if you would pick songs based on kind of what we're talking about. So if we're talking about like high school, you played some pop. We are ta- We were just talking about Ten Rings, which has a lot of Asian in it. If you would pull out some like Asian, Eastern, Far East music. Yes, like that. That would have been more appropriate. Thank you. Yeah, that would have been good. And so I, th- I think you will like Ten Rings. I think you will uh, at least appreciate the fight scenes in it. And I can't tell you why I don't really like it I think maybe it's because it's all so new with all the other Avengers like I knew who Iron Man was before the movie came out I knew who Thor was I knew who maybe not Black Widow or something you know but like for the majority I just kind of like knew already and I had this like awareness and also maybe like a affinity towards that thing well Ten Rings I've never heard anything about it I don't know if they made comics about it or if this is just a whole nother thing but like and so it was all this new stuff and I don't. Maybe it seemed a little forced. Maybe that's what it was. It seemed a little forced. Like we need another movie. But if you're coming off of like Endgame, yeah, and then you go into that as like the next big release. Like some of these other ones have just been kind of like minor little releases, I think. Mm-hmm. And then this one was like supposed to be like the next next big thing. Yeah, the next big thing. And that's, it's like it doesn't compare to me to like Thanos.
0: And that's why even I, th- I think I heard about it. Well, and I was actually going in and out of some of these stores that was advertising, and now I think I can picture the full-size cutout of the, the lead in mm-hmm. that Ten Rings movie. And mm-hmm. yeah, I remember thinking I, or seeing or hearing a, a couple previews, and people seemed like, Whoa, oh, they're really excited about this. Yeah. Like, either because it's an all-Asian, you know, Avenger-style movie, which is kind of cool. Or it's a, one of these cool characters that everyone was hoping would make a comeback, like uh, like Spawn was a cool character that made a cool comeback, or whatever. Right, right. Deadpool, um, Deadpool, yeah. So I wasn't sure where this guy came from, but I was think I was hoping that it would be just some <clears throat> really cool. Um, remember Jet Li movies? Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Jet Li movies. Same. Just. I, you know, like his aesthetic, like how he puts them together. And I was thinking, oh, this could be another pretty cool. Maybe they're going to go Avengers slash Jet Li kind of movie. And I was like, here we are. I, I would watch that.
1: Yeah. I mean, like kind of. I can say kind of. Yeah. But again, like there's, there's a lot of um, mystical powers and things that, that get involved. Dragon scales and alternate dimensions and stuff like that. But they, But still oh. lots of Taekwondo.
0: You know Which karate, awesome. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we have all these magical powers that we can just squish people with our minds, but I still know how to throw a jab.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. And so, yeah, that, that I watched. I, I watched. Uh, yeah, Ten Rings, just last night. Just last night. Oh, and then I, so my my wife ended up going, you know, out with some friends, and we thought I thought she was going to be back in time that we might go to the comedy show that you were at last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were doing the sound for. And so I was just sitting around watching movies, and uh, that's just kind of how I killed my evening as an unemployed dude, you know? (laughs) And so Ten Rings was one of them. Then the other one was, uh, oh my goodness, a movie with The Rock in it that just came out, the Cruise, uh, Jungle Cruise? Jungle Cruise, that's what it's called. And he has like, I'm playing with my mic, and I should have muted. I play with my mic a lot.
2: Mm.
1: I do. I'm like a mic toucher. I I do it, Mm. anyway. uh, Jungle Cruise. Good movie. No. (laughs) Okay. There's there's some jokes that The Rock does at the very beginning, that I loved. But spoiler alert: he ends up. I don't want to. Maybe I don't want to spoil. It's very, 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 very far fetched. Okay. what happens in the movie yeah. but they don't play it off like it's very far fetched does that does that make sense like yeah. like if you're going to if you're going to this this really happened in today's day and age mm-hmm. nope and I, and it wasn't today's day and age it was you know earlier 100 years ago or something it was when this maybe happened like, i don't know they're all wearing older clothes but yeah i hear you it's a kids movie it's a, uh did you like jumanji yeah, that was a good movie. the The most recent one that came out. Mm, yep. Okay, I didn't. I've only caught bits and pieces as my kids have watched that. Uh-huh. I assume it's very much like that, right? Gotcha. That's that's my assumption. Mm-hmm. Very much like that. Or the the journey to the center of the earth. Uh huh. Another rock movie. I think. Mm. I think it was a rock that did that. The most recent one. Yeah, he's done so many. He's done a lot. He's in a lot. So what I did notice with this movie, though, is this is the first time I'm like, hey, he's an actor. Yeah. He's not a, a, a WWE character in a movie. Right. He's not John Cena. Because mm-hmm. every time you see him, you're like, okay, you're, you're not an actor, right? And I don't want to say that too loud because he may show up and totally whoop me. Yeah. John Cena. Yeah. Um, but The Rock... You know, he's been in some movies I've really loved, but in all of those movies, you're like, you're the rock. Like, you're this WWE character that's in this movie. Not this one. Like, he was legit an actor in this movie. Whoa. And it wasn't even, like, that type of movie where you'd win an Oscar or something, you know, or anything like that. But he, it seemed as though he was, he was doing a good job of acting.
0: That's interesting. He just, um, I read an article about him, and he was uh, mad at people. Because they were questioning where his abs were. Because I guess he doesn't have very defined abs. And uh, he was like, hey, bunch of haters. (laughs) I I actually tore this part of my body and that part of my body and this part of my body. And it hurt a lot. And that's why maybe I don't have the most defined six-pack in the entire world. But I'm still in pretty good shape. I mean, (laughs) jeez.
1: The dude, even if he's doing movies, works out like two hours a day so if he's doing a movie shoot that's 12 or 14 hours a day, he still has to get 2 hours of workouts in. Yeah, it's crazy. The dude the dude is definitely physically fit. Yeah, he does his
0: thing. But his abs look like crap. <laughs> yeah, dumb abs. He should stop working out. Stop overcoming things. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: I think we've talked about this before, Joe, but what was your first job?
0: Um uh, first Job I think was uh, the official job was McDonald's, like where I got paid money. I was you know I pulled weeds for somebody before, but uh, the first official job I think was the Ronald Ranger at McDonald's. Okay, and how did you get that job? Mm, I my dad told me that McDonald's was hiring, and then he uh, got me a job application, and then he had me fill it out while I we were there. And then he asked to see if we could have an interview. And then he sat down next to me <laughs> in the interview. And the guy was like, Yep, we need help. Let's have him do the thing. And so that's how it went. Later on, I actually worked at job services and I was like, and I was kind of an expert on resumes and interviews and stuff like that. I learned that don't ever do that. That's like the opposite of what you should do. But oh, hey, I got the job. So. <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah. Don't have your parents at the interview. I did interviews yeah. at Burger King as a 17 year old interviewing, you know, you know, maybe 40 year old moms that were stay at home moms and other kids are off and going and they want a little part time thing at a 17 year old interviewing them. They never gave me any interview skills. Ooh. They just said, like, read through the resume. Uh-huh. And if you think we should hire them, just hire them. Wow. And that, that was my training. And so it was pretty much if you showed up for the designated interview time we as soon as the interview's over we're going to walk you back and see if we have a shirt for you. And if we have your size, you're starting in a couple of days. If we don't, you're starting in a week. Yeah. We like that's order. essentially how it all went at a at a fast food restaurant. Hmm. May not be how it still goes now, but that's how it went back then. Yeah. Because we, the turnover is so high in fast food that you just hire everyone.
0: Yeah, that's what it seemed like. Yeah. I mean, the guy was like, "I don't care as long as you're you can speak English to me right now and you don't, I can't smell you from here. You're hired.
1: Right. And so just wear these clothes we give you Mm -hmm. because we don't trust Mm -hmm. whatever you may wear. Right. And show up at these times, Mm -hmm. have lunch when we tell you to and leave when we tell you to,
0: you'll be good. Just know that when a a timer goes beep, you got to do a thing.
1: Yep. (laughs) That's about it. Yep. Yep. My first job was working um, for my grandma probably illegally, right? Like underage. Whoa. She owned a couple of restaurants and I would go and bus tables and, and uh, dishwash. And my wife and I were talking about it the other day. She's had a dishwashing job as well mm. where you have like the big metal dishwasher and the big trays you fill. And then you you put the tray full of the dishes that you've already sprayed and kind of cleaned off a little bit. You put them into that dishwasher and you close the the dual door. This you know, and then it just automatically starts and it takes like a minute and a half. Yeah. And everything in there is like like super pressure washed at a very high temperature, and then it comes out. You know, once it's done washing, you lift up the doors again and all this steam. And if you're wearing glasses, they're all fogged up. And you pull it out and then you let them sit there for just a second because be, they're so hot that they'll dry out pretty much on their own, and then you stack them in, and go. We've really wanted one of those dishwashers for our house. Yeah. I think that would be amazing to have like that, that amount of pressure and heat
0: and just, <clears throat> and then you're done. Yes, that would be awesome. Dishes are done, man. I bet you we could... Um Cause that kind of reminds me of the contraption we used to build out in the field to shower people, you know, in the event that they would get hit by uh, chemical mm-hmm, warfare mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so we would build this um, kind of a like a makeshift shower, and it would be made of. Now memory is not doing me favors, but let's just say PVC pipe, if you can imagine, um, mm-hmm. with holes in it, and then um, we called them s- senators, but what they really were were just high-powered water machines that you could add a little soap to if you wanted. Yeah. And so uh, yeah, I was, I'm just getting this idea like, hmm, maybe if we just had a little crate, you know, (laughs) and then we could just, I mean, and to cover it, it's just um, whatever that um, waterproof sort of, um, this queen kind of whatever a tent would be made of that you'd have out there. Yeah. okay. You just cover it with that and then you have a high powered thing that you just, you know, and then just go and you hit a button and maybe count to 10 or whatever and then then check your dishes.
1: Clean of chemicals or the dishes are. Yeah.
0: And we did take showers out there because it was like, you know, as you remember when you are not, when you're in the thing doing the stuff in a war place, you're not thinking of cleanliness. No. After a couple weeks and you get a little downtime and you're like, whoa, the only thing I want is a shower. Yeah. That's the only thing i don't even want food Yep. i I don't i would die of thirst and just put all of that drinking water into the shower yep if we can just do that first and then i'll die clean if you
1: (laughs) so the first shower i got after we did our initial assault into iraq was in baghdad and so it it was at, at least two weeks after we started the assault half of my clothes had already been blown up and so only had like two pairs of clothes they were like crispy yeah right so much sweat on them mm-hmm. you then would just kind of like dry them out and like hang them up to dry out and they'd be like yeah like crispy yeah and you'd have to like wear them for an hour before they finally felt like clothes again, and not like a suit of armor
0: the worst of it was the socks Oh, the socks were so bad so gross oh what I would give
1: anything for new socks but our first shower was a hose running out of one of the bank buildings in the banking districts of Baghdad Mm -hmm. and we had we had taken over this position from Marines and they had put in one of these alleyways they had put um, just just barbed wire um, 20 feet tall of barbed wire so they didn't have to like have a guard there. Uh There's no way anyone's getting through that. Right. And you can't drive. It's not big enough. The alleyway wasn't big enough that a car could get through
2: uh
1: or, you know, anything besides people walking. And there's no, like there was no way a human without like blowing, blowing up that wire was ever going to get through there in, in, in less than eight hours. It would take you eight hours to clean out all of that, that barbed wire. But barbed wire is not a wall. True. Right? Like barbed wire see-through. hmm Well, they didn't care, and so the hose ran over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was just a tarp on the other side of you where, like, all of your friends mm-hmm. were. hmm And so there was just, like, a. it wasn't even a tarp. It was a poncho, you know, like yeah. what we would use for a rain gear, right? <laughs> like, just, it was a poncho uh-huh. that was up on one side, and it had a 550 cord, and you just pulled the poncho over, uh-huh. and then you got this cold water that you'd you know I can't remember if there was like an actual faucet or if you just unkinked the hose I can't remember uh-huh. super 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 cold and your feet were in mud because everybody had been showering there and it's in everybody's shower mud mm-hmm. on the street of Baghdad yeah right mm-hmm. the Iraqis learned that that's where we showered how so they would go <laughs> there'd be like women and children and dads and kids on the other side of the barbed wire uh huh Oh. just w- just watching Watching you shower mm-hmm. and so I just tried to face the poncho as much as I could mm-hmm. so they were just looking at my bum mm-hmm. but that's not always possible right like you got to kind of turn around in the water and get everything rinsed off and you just try to go as fast as possible but then we also have to remember for all you ladies out there guys okay. in cold water are not the specimen they wish to be okay they're not. They're not
0: putting on any kind of show, right? A bit of shrinkage <laughs> happens,
1: and so then you're in front of strangers <laughs> as the heroes that have just saved them from from this uh, tyrant. Mm-hmm. You really didn't want them to see you in that that position, okay? You know that's that, that's what was going through my mind. Is I'm just like uh-huh. I really don't want them to to see me right now, but they were seeing me.
0: That's weird about guys. I mean, you're right. you're, you're in that right. moment of like, I mean, you're, gosh, so many things probably going through your head, but like in that moment, you're just you're you're like George Costanza again, yeah. you know, like yeah. there was shrinkage, yep, you know?
1: yep, and I just and and yeah, like I hadn't showered in two or three weeks, yeah. and we had been like doing a lot of physical things, yeah, and I only had two pairs of clothes, and those weren't getting washed either, and so like the shower was the most important thing to me, and then. Mm-hmm. By the time I as the lower ranking dude uh-huh. got over to get to use the shower, it's this nasty muddy area and now I'm completely unclothed. Mm-hmm. I'm completely nude mm-hmm. and realize as I'm showering that there's people watching me. That's fun. And it's just it just yeah. And what was going through my head was probably not what should have been like just get showered and get done, you know? Yeah. No. Being embarrassed, people that didn't know my name and like you know what I mean like why am I embarrassed it's the same as just that wall over there you know like it it doesn't matter but it was it was it was eyes on me Mm -hmm. and they were judging all of America based on how well I showered that's what I thought
0: okay I mean that's a lot of pressure it's a lot of
1: pressure (laughs) it's a lot of pressure (laughs) Um,
0: showers um, while at war are usually not fun
1: no no, and and also, um, number two, going number two, going number two is at war.
0: Number one, worst
1: problem is the number. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we. I'm, I'm sure I could find a picture here of one of the men in my unit. He didn't care. So, you know, how I had all this like pressure of like what people thought of me. Yeah. He never felt any of that ever. There was, there had to have been like a missing section of his brain. Yeah. Because he never felt that. His name was Abernathy. I will, I will gladly call out Abernathy. He, the second time we deployed, he got shot by a sniper. Oh, he made no. it, he made it. Oh. Um, but he got shot by a sniper um, in the stomach and was sent, was sent home. Jeez. Um, But the first deployment, Abernathy would literally, uh, on the front of our Bradleys, we had these tow cables that if a Bradley got stuck, you had to have these cable from one Bradley to the next to try to pull out Uh the other Bradley. So they were big cables that could handle 26 tons, right, (laughs) of weight on one end of them. Well, they'd hang low enough that you could like sit right there in the front of the Bradley. And that's where he always went number two. It's just Uh in front of everybody it didn't matter. And I'm sure I have a picture of oh. him doing that. Um, That's, but yeah, you, you'd always try to find like a bush in a desert uh-huh. to try to go hide behind. Yeah. Um, if nobody dug a trench yet, you know, cause that was the thing you dig, a you dig a trench mm-hmm. that you'd have one foot on one side of the trench, one foot on the other. And you went number two in that trench. Uh-huh. And I don't feel like you're very regular at that moment either. You've been eating MREs for days on end, and they tend to form a plug.
0: It was like alarming.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so you know, maybe if you're a if you're a regular type person, an every dayer, maybe a more than once a dayer, you'd turn into an every ever every, every three dayer. Yeah. Because you couldn't find places to go, um, and even if you could, you wouldn't be able to because of all the MRE. Uh, plug that was in the way. Yeah, it was not fun. But eventually, you make it to Porta Johns, and that's how you spend the rest of your deployment. Is in really, really, really hot, smelly Porta Johns. And then there's also burning. There are the ones that uh, when you're in a a fob, there's just uh, these oil barrels, fifty five gallon drums that they've cut down, and they build these uh, plywood stalls that you can go into. Mm-hmm. But twice a day, the lower ranking people would have to pull those drums out from underneath. And you make sure nobody goes in there while you're pulling that drum out. Uh, and then you put uh, the JP8. Was that what it was called? JP8? Uh, the diesel fu- the fuel. The di- diesel fuel. I think I it was called JP8. You may be right there. I feel like it was called JP8. You yeah. put the diesel fuel in with the PCs and light... The diesel fuel on fire Ugh. the problem that they've realized after because our military has done this for decades is you can't just do that because it would only burn the top part so you have to have a stirrer you have to have somebody stirring and so that was fun you'd put on the the gloves you would grab the big metal bar you get a couple gallons of JP eight mm-hmm. light it on fire and then you would stir all your comrades' feces while it was burning. Mm-hmm. That's a smell you'll never forget.
0: No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear what that was in the background. So I'm trying out. Uh, uh, I'm trying out uh, just a, a meme soundboard. Oh! So as you were talking about something gross, I found this meme of Idris Elba choking on hot wings. Let's, let's hear it again.
1: Yeah, that was good. That was good timing for that, right? Yeah, I wish I, I wish I would have heard it. Yeah, sorry about that.
0: Next time. I mean, so th- I just downloaded this like seconds before we started recording. Oh, okay. Because um, there's okay. So there's this. So I, this is a little critique about the Roadcaster Pro for anyone that's like in the market. The things I like about it are it's an all-in-one podcasting device Mm -hmm. like you just want to get podcasting done this is what you want it's yeah you've got four channels for um, headphones which is a lot more than you get with other regular mixers Um, you've only got four channels for microphones which can be kind of a kind of a pain but there are other inputs so you can have up to let's say one two three four five six seven different Channels going at the same time, but then you get these eight little pads for um, sound effects, sound effects. And they're always really cool. But in order to get to the sound effects, at first I have to touch because I, I don't have a memorized. I have to touch this little music button click, which is on a tiny little touch screen. So yeah. I, I miss yeah. it sometimes. Yeah. And then I go, OK, and then it shows you the sound things and you're like, OK, maybe one of these, maybe not. And then you have to touch this other little tiny button. Bam and get to the next bank so you can have what um, 18 different sound things but in order if we're like in a conversation and i'm like "Ooh, i want to use that cricket noise either i have to go through all that way beforehand and how would i know that i would want to use a cricket noise today right right. because i want it to seem natural yeah you know like you're because i want because i need to be able to listen to react to what you're saying right but i also need to have something that's just like Uh, where my hand is already and i can just glance at it and go (laughs) click and add a little bit like that and so we did this with um act normal theater a couple years ago where i was serving as kind of the sound guy Mm -hmm. every time every time someone would open up a door on stage where it was supposed to sound like there was um Music going on in this party down the hall, and so I'd be sitting there like watching the door. And when they'd open it up, I'd turn up this volume as if the audience could then hear a little bit better. Right. And during that, I also had this little board type of deal, like a flush, uh, maybe fart noises, uh, different stuff that was kind of cool. So that got me thinking today.
1: Well, and with the Roadcaster Pro, like it's not a visual thing, and when I'm looking yeah. at this app on on your. Your iPad is very visual. Yeah,
0: there's like memes that you can see. And I, it's, I think it's called memes, some sort of meme soundboard. And they're cool looking. And I saw that one of Idris Elba like choking. And I was like, well, you know. That maybe goes along with burning. It would. Um, this one says Alex chose Jones running. So I'm not sure what this will be, but. Come on over
1: here. Come on over here. No, you you're
0: He is running, <laughs> just chasing someone down. uh That wasn't as satisfying as I wanted it to be. Uh, oh, Carson crying. Let's see. Like if we were saying a sad.
2: No. 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 Okay.
0: Yeah. No. Oh, and if I hit it again, it'll just is it just start over. Yeah. Okay, so that's good to know. <laughs> Okay, jeez. <laughs> it's a longer one. So I guess that'll be da- dangerous when you just try and experiment on stuff that you're really not um, familiar with. Shaky eats That could be funny. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to keep this up and I'm going to try try a few. I, I think I had some fun with the background music. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking I liked a couple of them more than a couple of the other ones. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to have those in mind. And well, maybe we'll just have a background music bed while we're talking. For, oh, I, I like while. having
1: the background music. Whenever I'm listening back and you've done some background music, I don't really notice while we're talking. Mm-hmm. I definitely notice while I'm listening.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, is there a radio on in my house? Oh, that's right. I was playing music for this episode. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Um, well, cool. So yeah, I just wanted to mention some of the some of the cool stuff I'm working on
1: so as we move forward joe we've got uh an interview scheduled in bozeman for tuesday true and we're hoping to get at least one more but this podcast will come out on tuesday the day we will be going to record
0: what way do we drive through bozeman are you going to go through um helena i usually go that's usually how i go
1: Um, but we can go any way. but i usually go through helena townsend four corners
0: just kind of thinking corners, I know a few corners. people in Helena maybe we could stop like I'll, I'll reach out and see. we would hey have guys. time in the morning yeah so I'm thinking on, on the way if we leave early I say hey man you guys want to meet us for coffee do a quick podcast like there's some uh definitely some entertainers over there that I might be able to reach out to but I'll be thinking about it I've reached out to a few people here um the the head of the activities for the Paris Gibson square. Mm-hmm. So Melanie and I have been doing some ceramic classes and they just ended last Thursday. Um, And they were really fun. And so she was saying that, I mean that they have all kinds of different classes and I'm like, man, more people need to know about this. And yeah, so she's really cool. Her name's Ellie. Um, she, We're going to figure out where we're going to get her on pretty soon, maybe next Sunday, Monday time frame. Right. For recording. And then um, Jamie Ford actually showed some interest, and he's a very popular local artist. Well, local author. Author would be author, more, yeah, more appropriate. Couple books out there. Couple books out there. I think
1: I think I read on his website a, a million books in in print right now.
0: Yeah, his um, his debut book made it really big, so he yeah. was, he was on the bestseller list for many, many weeks. 108 or something. It was ridiculous. It was oh, yeah. a very large amount. So I think he's going to be really interesting to talk to because <clears throat> I'm very, I'm going to paraphrase, because oh, no. I, 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 I can't remember the specifics of it, but he is from Seattle and, um, or he was working in Seattle where he was like a higher up or maybe even owner of a well-regarded um, marketing business. So he kind of, took his love of writing and then used his skills in marketing. And I've noticed like, uh, I just follow him only on Facebook, but man, he knows how to put a post together. Like mm-hmm. he looks like he's living an exciting life. It's engaging. Um, so that will be cool. Um, and the place and the person we're going to talk to in Bozeman is going to be the Alp. What's the name of his uh, Alp, Alpen fuel, Alpen fuel. So he has the like, if you're guy.
1: listening right now and you want to find out what, what's going to come out on Thursday, that's when uh, Sean Durkey will be on. He's mm-hmm. the owner of Alpine Fuel. Uh, it started out as just like a website where you could go to get <coughs> dogs barking. Mm-hmm. A website where you could go to get like uh, hiking and camping f- food and some other things. Mm-hmm. And then he got laid off during COVID and started making his own backcountry food. Mm-hmm. And somehow we became friends through Instagram. And I've actually never met him, but I would actually consider him a good friend. Um, I knew if I got broken down in Bozeman, he would, I have family in Bozeman. He would be one of the first I would call. Whoa. And uh, over, you know, like my grandma, like she's not going to help me get a flat tire (laughs) fixed. You know what I mean? Um, And then I I tried to get a bunch of other people in Bozeman because I've got a lot of uh, connections over there and it's, it's a, it's a hard time to get connections at least mine because it's hunting season so oh yeah so many people that i i wanted to get in touch with they're they're out and and hunting there was three different people i reached out to mm-hmm. only one of which got back to me the other two i'm sure actually by watching their their instagram and stuff like they're not even in montana right now mm-hmm. so uh and then uh, my cousin who is an author and uh has visited a bunch of uh the national parks I, I, I think he's visited all of them, okay I'm not a hundred percent sure he might have one or two more to go, but every national park in America uh, and has written about it and does a lot of stuff um, with like cleaning up the oceans and do you, do you remember um, there was the African oh my goodness, I can't remember his name, but he was a dictator that that they wanted to get out of power, and there was this big movement. And a whole bunch of very popular um, actors and, and different things got into it. And it was supposed to be that we mobbed every city that, that people watched this video. You were supposed to then order posters and then on this one day put all these posters up so everybody knew about this guy. you mm-hmm. remember that going on? Mm-mm. Okay. So, well, what ended up happening was the guy running this organization um a couple of days before you're supposed to go hang up posters, he ran naked through L.A. Oops. And so it kind of discredited everything that had been done before. Uh-huh. And it was like one of the first viral YouTube videos. Okay. Man, the name is like right on the tip of my tongue. I wish I could remember it. Anyway, my cousin was in the middle of all of that. Whoa. Helped make the video and edit and, and all of this stuff. And it, it was, yeah, um, it had like 100 million views in like a day. Uh-huh. Um, just because some very famous people all shared it and mm-hmm. and and it and they used this viral marketing to get the word out. Um, Coney, Ah, Coney, That's mm. what it was. And he was a dictator over in Africa that was like cutting off limbs of people and stuff. Anyway, Whoa. I tried to get my cousin, but he's also out of town. So Gosh. we ended up with only one so far. Maybe something else works out and it's a little mm-hmm. late in the afternoon. So it would be good if there was something in Helena mm-hmm. that you could line up.
0: Yeah, I'll reach out. To there's a people. really,
1: there's a really cool coffee shop. I wouldn't mind meeting at in Helena.
0: That would be fun to set up our equipment and and record in. You know, there's a drummer friend of mine that just made a made an announcement um, that he's not going to be playing locally anymore in Helena. He's only going to be playing with a certain more well known um, touring band, and so I cut. Ca- I kind of want to reach out and find out what's happening, but I hope it's not like a n- super negative thing. And, right? Know, I hope right. it's like a positive thing. Like, you yeah, know, I'm just kind of done doing the local stuff. I'm, I'm just
1: moving on. Moving
0: up. on. Up. Yeah, because he's really good. To
1: the east like, side. Super
0: friendly guy. Um, but yeah, I'll send out a few, few messages to see who's available on a Tuesday morning.
1: Yeah, anything before? I think we'd have to leave just to be safe. Probably one o'clock from Helena. That would be like the latest we'd want to leave. Okay. Our, our interview in Bozeman is 3.30 in Bozeman. Um, and then we'll pretty much just leave Bozeman right after that. So um, I'm sure I could find somebody else in Bozeman. Um, just my, my first wave didn't really go through. And now I mm-hmm. feel bad. If we did find somebody else in Bozeman, they'd feel <laughs> second, you know? If if they listen back to this podcast, be like, oh, I want to, I want to get a feel for this podcast I'm going on. I just mentioned to all of them, you're second best. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I'm sure there would be, a, you know, a, a couple people over there that might be willing to jump on. It's where I went to high school. I could probably find somebody that's that's doing something cool over there. But I think I think what we've determined with this podcast moving forward is, regardless of what somebody's do currently doing, we really want to bring a story to all of our listeners,
0: bring the story
1: kind of like you and I shared stories about the military in high school today. Mm -hmm. Like very similar. We want, we want to bring stories, um, of, of these people to you. And that's, that's kind of our plan.
0: Yeah. Then you can get to know them on more of a personal level. And, um, if you do want to check out if, if they have any service or product to offer, it could be more of a a natural thing because you're interested in the person first, I've been kind of doing a lot. I mean, I I, I was reading this book called, um, oh geez, now I don't remember what the heck the book was. It was like this tiny little book and it was called, uh, I don't know, maybe a businesses for a better world or something like that. But you could go through and like, if you thought like, oh, well, I'm feeling like having a Nestle bar. Mm -hmm. I would like one of these pieces of candy. But you know what? Let me check in this in this little book here about Nestle. And they oh, give, they, yeah, they, Nestle, you're going to find some <clears throat> horrible stuff on. They give each they give each uh, business in question a grade, and then they they tell you how they rate them. They're like, does, okay, does Nestle have the worst grade? They have like an F or something. Yeah, it's a really you bad know, grade. You get lower points like if you use child labor. Nestle's or, done that, or used countries that you know are are Notorious for abusing their people. Nestle's done that, and then um, even more, you get lower points if you if we can prove that you knew about that and Nestle's then that. Went, went out of your way to hide that story yeah. and and then call other people liars, you know, and just to yeah. just to basically to make money at the expense of everyone else, You're right? Yeah, that's <laughs> so, that's Nestle. It's Nestle in a yeah in a Nestle shell in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, in a nougat.
1: Yeah, covered. don't buy Nestle. <laughs> so. And it's, it's the bottles of water you find everywhere.
0: Yeah. And are Nestle. Nestle, yep. And so I've been, I, that was an interesting time because I was working with um, younger people and they were concerned in a way, they were concerned about the earth and mm-hmm. about everyone in a way that I thought was like, whoa, you're, you're better at being concerned than I am. Because when you think about it, like every dollar you spend is going to someone at the top. right? And if that someone at the top thinks just the opposite of what you think and maybe even specifically doesn't like people like you you know i don't know maybe it'd be cool to consider that before you voted with your dollars every time to keep those people in power right (laughs) you know
1: yeah i i went through a similar thing when i was figuring out like i always wanted to like give uh, a portion of my money to a a good cause Mm -hmm. you know and i started out I think maybe it's probably where, where a lot of people start out with like Salvation Army and Goodwill and, and things like that. But then I read this book. I think it was called like The Hole in Our Gospel. Uh-huh. I think is what it's called. And in that, it talked a lot about some of these organizations that say they have a good cause, but their ringleaders are making like seven figures. Mm-hmm. And the majority, like if you give them a dollar, 90 cents of it don't go to the cause you think. Yeah, only, only 10 cents actually makes it to the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. You know, the other 90 cents are going to people's salaries and boats and third homes and, and things like that. Yeah. And so I stopped giving to like Salvation Army Goodwill, I think, maybe it was like a, a medium one, like they didn't do too much. Salvation Army's really bad. Yeah, um, and yeah. so I started giving to, oh, I can't remember now, dang it. But you you ended up like a, like, they would send you cards from kids that needed adopted. Oh, okay. But you, they didn't have international adoption anymore in those countries. Okay. Um, and so you you just financially adopted this child, and they got to go to school. Mm-hmm. And then they would send you, three or four times a year, they'd send you a card saying, hey, thank you. This is what I'm learning in school. This is my favorite subject, my favorite color, and uh-huh. my name is my name is Billy. Here's the most updated picture of me. Uh-huh. Um Man, I I wish I could remember. And then since then, I've even um, changed a little bit, too. There's an organization called uh, Feed My Starving Children. And they do uh, these bags of food. And you can can volunteer with them and make thousands of bags of food to feed thousands of people. And like Mm -hmm. 99 of your cents out of that dollar are going to just making food. Mm -hmm. They do a ton with volunteers and... And they they're bringing food that people can actually eat to yeah.
0: people that need to eat food. Yeah. Every time I'm asked, um, would you like to give to this cause? I say, well, if you can verify for me that the CEO of said cause is making less than a hundred thousand dollars, then yes, I'd I'd yep. love to th- consider it. Yep. <laughs> if not, if the leader of this thing is driving to the fundraisers in their Maserati, no, I don't want to give any money to your what you're calling a cause. Um, Case in point, I saw this cool uh, documentary a few days ago on the Inuit um, tribes and how they um, their number one source of food is um, seal hunting, mm-hmm. and so there's special concessions that they're the only ones that can legally, you know, hunt. Yep. Um, and and so it was one of the biggest, um, like the the people who try to save pets. Let's mm-hmm. say the world, the world's PETA. Yeah, probably PETA. Let's mm-hmm. say. Um, PETA was working uh, you know, with the government and many governments to try to outlaw seal hunting and the sale of anything seal related. And this has actually happened back in 1981 when they got a similar law passed. And in that same law, they still had a concession for the Inuits. They're like, well, mm-hmm. they can still do it. But what happens is when you pass that law, the the price of these skins and furs goes way, way down and they're not just eating them. Like they make money off it. They use every single part of this animal and they make coats and they think it's a good thing. And and many of the Inuits only eat seal. Like they don't eat any vegetable or any potato. They only eat this one animal and wear it's fur. And so if you take away, um, if you take away their means of making money, then I mean, you, you need a, uh, you need a, you need ammo. As, as we found out, mm-hmm. you need a yeah. snowmobile. Yeah.
1: Listen to last episode to figure out if, if you need ammo.
0: Yeah, you can't just like go out there and, you know, people are shooting them. They have to go places that are cold. They have to wait there. They have to shoot them. They need the tools. They need the gas to get out there. Um, and if they pass this rule again, what happened back in the 80s was, you know, so the market fell out of that and they couldn't, they couldn't give these skins away. And so they yeah. could still eat, sure, but they totally decimated their way of life. And so now the Inuit tribe is like going to um, where, these, where these votes are being held. You know, the, you know, I don't know if it's United Nations or just the group of people t- getting together to decide on these laws. And um, they went there and they spoke to them face to face and said, you know, hey, this is bad for Inuit people. This is terrible. We have proof that's happened in the 80s. We do not want you to pass this law again. It's going to kill our way of life. And all of the rich white men and ladies that were there Said, well, this is for you and your protection. We, you know, we're we're gonna save you. We, we, you can still hunt these things, but no one else can, because that's what PETA told them. That was their really, really expensive you know, marketing campaign and every one of those guys who were about to vote had this tiny little plush toy of a cute little seal and how dare anyone want to hunt them. And so then and they were like, and you'd see video of them accepting these little plush toys from who, I'm saying PETA, but let's, you know, it's, it was one of those guys. And they're like, oh, thank you. I'm going to give this to my granddaughter. Oh, isn't this the best thing? And when the guys are like, the people from the tribe are like, no, that, that what they are telling you, these white rich people, is wrong. We're the actual people. We're telling you what's happening, and we would like you to reconsider. And they didn't. They all voted like ninety nine percent to still make the law go into effect. And I was like, yeah, kind of like that hole in the the hole in the gospel or the hole in the ch- our charitable wants. Right. Uh, our goals to be charitable are are being run by people who are evil
1: mm-hmm. and are
0: just really greedy mm-hmm. and a really good way to make money is to say you're making it for a v- disabled veteran who has a puppy. Um, and also you're trying to save seals. Yeah. And to also, you know what I mean? You just pick the thing that tugs the heartstrings. Right. And you can make people give to that cause. Now, once they get that money, well, that money goes into an administrative fund and the CEO of that company has to make hard decisions on how to how to spend that money and many times they would spend it on their lavish trips to and from Washington DC to party with the people that are going to make further laws that would make their friends who they meet on the golf course, even more money.
1: And which is why, like, I think um, many of our conversations have gone towards this direction, but definitely the last podcast we put out went towards like, let's help some vets and disabled people because we realized that a lot of these organizations out there, not, Specifically talking about ones that we've worked for, um, right we're actually when you're in that world, you're in that world, uh, and, and you see lots of things out there. To, to just know that if you're not running the organization, it's pretty hard to know what's going on and what's really going on. Yeah. And, and so you know that you can actually make a difference if you're the one, to, you're the one doing it. Because I, I don't want anybody to be confused because you did talk about last podcast wanting to start a nonprofit helping vets, but then you mm-hmm. just said the best way to make money is tell people you're helping vets. Yeah, that's true. And so I don't want anybody to be um, construed out there that, that that was Joe's
0: intention when saying that. Yeah, but it is. I'm, I just want to use vets to make money. Because <laughs> I'm a vet. What do you want? I wanna... <laughs> because it, it reminds me of the time when I was in Branson and playing a a, a lunch show and the lady came up and said hey make sure you think the vets you'll get more tips and i was like i'm not doing that I, yeah. I i won't i will not do that and so i know i mean the the idea of using the valor of people who have sacrificed in order to just like get my little pet project paid for because i know it's going to work ugh. I do not like that.
1: Yeah. So it's a, you're right. I mean, it's a gross and dirty thing.
0: Yeah. So being part of it, and even if the, even if the places that we particularly worked didn't have anything to do with it, we had to show up to all the meetings because these nonprofit entities work together hand in hand. And so we got to see and confirm rumors and work on projects that were what they they said they were one thing when they really weren't. They weren't that at all. They were just somebody needs to get elected and somebody's trying to get a project that they can put on their resume that looks like a success. And Oh, was it not a success? Well, why don't we just change the goalposts and make it look like a success? Yeah. So that's not all happening. It's not a hundred percent of what's going on in the nonprofit world, but there was enough of that going on that I think Brian and I were like, you know, I just don't want to participate. It's just too hard to even like to take every single, opportunity and go, is this going to be the right thing? Is this going to be the right thing? It's a little better when you're just like, well, I've, I've vetted something myself. I've created, <laughs> I've created this thing from start to finish and I know it's going to have the, in, the, the effect that I, I say it's going to have. Right. <laughs> cause right. I, I know my intent. Right. And my intent is not to drive a Maserati cause I don't even, I don't even know what that is. Is it Italian?
1: I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know, it is something that people refer to as a nice car.
0: Yeah, I just said it because I'm trying to be hip. I could have said Mercedes or something like that, but i'm I'm not hip.
1: Well, let's put a bow on this. We're at a minute, a minute, an hour and forty three minutes. We thank you all for listening uh, for listening to our our memes, our background music, our stories from high school and the military and showering and um, doing uh, public sanitation work. in combat zones we appreciate all of it why would you say something so controversial yet so brave
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad you found that one okay good thank you i just needed to get one that was nicely placed yeah that was good
1: yeah um okay and then thank you for listening to this tuesday's upload tune in thursday for some more of joe and brian and whatever guests we happen to have on episode 41 right after the bonus episode we appreciate it everyone yeah we do i've been brian i've been joe we'll We'll see see you you next next show. show